Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Shannon Feltis. I'm Bonnie Dutch. And this is You Are Are That. That. We are two sisters who can't take a compliment. No, but we can give you stuff like candies in like a box, candies, and like heart shaped candies, and love and affection. Mm-hmm. Hi, Shannon. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. Hi. Happy Valentine's Day. I am pumped on this episode. Same. But it doesn't reflect my love of this holiday. Same. Whether you are single or taken or unfianced or happily divorced or in a toxic stew that you're trying to see your way out of, (laughs) this episode is still for you because we are going to talk about Valentine's Day. Yeah. But like all the dirty backstory. All the nuances you didn't know that you needed to know. We've got this for you. We've got it. Are we ready to hop in Um, and so ready? Learn a little bit about Valentine's Day. Yes. Shannon, I'm going to cover just some basic histories of Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. Okay. The Valentine's Day we know today has come from many different sources and much like America is a hodgepodge of whatever we felt like it with commercialism on top. Cannot forget that commercialism. It is a stew. I'm very Everything's excited. a hot, steamy stew. Yes. Melty schmelty, just covered in goo. Fondue. Fondue. <laughs> Valentine's Day originated from a pagan holiday called Lupercalia. Mm. And it was a holiday worshipping Pan, the god of wild, and they celebrated the coming of spring. So pattern seasonally, you know, you live your life by the moon and the stars and the sun. Mm -hmm. You're going to do things based on when the seasons are changing. And what says spring more than debauchery, orgies, drinking, dancing. I was thinking that. I mean, obviously. The usual. I'm like, the the blossoms are are starting to bud. Right. Let's fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like writhing bodies. Time to make the babies. Exactly. I mean, that's what nature says. (laughs) So the usual. Right. Uh, Single men sacrificed goats and dogs to show their virility. As one does. (laughs) Yes, because nothing says man. Right. Like killing stuff. Like grabbing a dog. Right. And just being like, moiter. Perfect. God. Masculinity. Uh, Men would also draw single women's names from bowls, Mm. pairing them for the festivities, and they would get into some ravenous sexual acts. What's that called when you put your keys in the bowl? A key party. Like an early key party. Yeah, for singles. Okay. All right. Some of the couples would stay together for the remainder of the year, even, Mm. and some random couplings led to marriage. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. The violence... And animal sacrifices helped ward off infertility and evil spirits. All right. Okay. February is also said to be linked to Juno Frubata, goddess of love, marriage, and women. Oh, Juno. Would Mm -hmm. you rather go Pan or Juno on this? Oh, Juno. (laughs) 
Totally. <laughs> I'd rather not kill stuff, I should guess. Should I get wild and murder and fuck, or should I, like, celebrate Your women? femininity? Yeah. I'm into the, the latter, yeah. personally. Go Juno. Later on, Valentine's Day was seen as an act of rebellion. Ooh. Marriage was banned by King Claudius II between 268 and 270 AD. Couples were getting married to avoid males getting drafted as soldiers. Mm-hmm. He wanted a large army of single-focused males. So he was like, stop fucking getting hitched mm-hmm. to avoid the draft interesting Smart though right yeah so here's where saint valentine actually comes into play okay he was christian and that was like super illegal Ooh, right so in secret he performed christian marriages uniting lovers who came from far and wide to seek their union when he was caught he was tossed in jail Mm-hmm. It was said that the day of his beheading, Valentine prayed with the guard's daughter, curing her of her blindness. He also wrote a letter to her, which he signed, Your Valentine. I just got goosebumps <laughs> all over. Right? It was- oh, you put him in jail, he magic. <sighs> You're lost. The phrase reappeared in 14th century love letters and is something that we still use today. He was also later deemed a Christian saint and he became a martyr for love. Mm. So he just died as Valentine, but became Saint Valentine after he was dead. And then they were like, <laughs> use a saint. Can okay. you imagine being so... So rebellious <laughs> and so beloved by the people who followed you that in a time when there was no social media, no real news at that mm-hmm. time, like newspapers weren't hopping. It's all uh, word of mouth. All word of mouth that you become a saint from a whole religion <sighs> because wish. you were like, you may now kiss the bride. Right? Yeah. Like because of love. Yeah. That's like probably the coolest reason to become a saint. Yeah. A martyr Mm. for love, not for war. All right. That's neat. I like that. Valentine's Day wasn't actually about romance until much later. So basically, you just wanted to get that deed done Mm -hmm. or you wanted to like fucking have babies. Right. You're locking it down. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Chaucer wrote a poem called The Parliament of Fowls, said to be written for King Richard II for his marriage to Anne of Bohemia in 1380. So way later. Yeah. And it was said to be a humorous and playful piece describing all the birds coming together on Valentine's Day to discuss who they would be mating with for the summer. Hmm. Do you want to hear some of it? Yes, of course. (laughs) So they're speaking of nature. So this noble empress, full of grace, bade every fowl to take its proper place, as they were wont to do from year to year on St. Valentine's Day, standing there. That is to say, the birds of prey on high were perched, then small fowls without fail, that eat, as nature does them so incline, worms or things, of which I'll tell no tale. The waterfowl sat lowest in the dale, but the fowl that live on seeds sat on the green. So many there was a wonderful scene. So (laughs) the birds are all then listed very descriptively and crazy, like every bird. Mm -hmm. Jesus. It's so long. (laughs) And I read it. Oh, I read my God. The original version. And the most recent translation to English is what you just heard. Just that was just a snippet. That was a breath of this poem. (gasps) Somebody's like super into ornithology. (laughs) It starts with a dream sequence and ends with three male eagles fighting to love or die for nature's perfect pet, which was a female eagle. But like all the other birds get pissed because it takes them so fucking long to debate the scenario. They were like, oh, cuckoo here. Um, So the sun is falling from the sky and I'd like a turn to choose my mate. Do we all need to like be here for the eagle thing or (laughs) they honestly get pissed. If you don't like Valentine's Day, there is a consolation in the poem. It ends with the birds singing a song, having failed to choose their mate and deciding to defer the decision until the following year. Hmm. So that's bizarre. He did it. He did a mating poem and the whole dream sequence starts. Uh, Chaucer apparently liked to quote things he read to just show how well read he was. So oh, he was like, so smart. in the voice of blah, blah, blah. And so and so wrote. So the whole first part is a dream sequence between the gods based on other writings from other famous historical writers that seems like plagiarism but it built the story so he he cited his sources in verse and the original rendition of it has so many f's like giveth oh god taketh Taketh. and so many ye of and the words are so reverses you know um that when i tried to read that one i was like 
sounded like in my brain and i was like i can't but some of these were very passionate in the bird section where they describe the birds it's actually very beautiful because it describes every single type of bird and then like who they are in nature Hmm, you know? like their role and personality yes. and all that shit that's cute yeah Aww. so it's very cute i wonder what an owl is my bird my homies it's in there oh so that's where valentine's day comes from i like that origin story quite you're a bit. welcome that's pretty amazing <laughs> there's a lot going on there you know what else there's a lot going on with hmm. for valentine's day what there's a lot of boning happening there is a lot of boning i mean a ton hopefully i mean if you're into that if you don't like boning i don't know what to tell you don't eat these foods because <laughs> this section is about foods that are aphrodisiacs tell us all about it shannon well, the crazy thing is I was looking things up based on what I like to eat. And there's a lot of daily foods that are sexy foods. So okay. you might be feeling sexy on a on a on just an average Thursday in the middle of the week. And you're like, oh, I wonder why I feel like so good in my skin. Yeah. Probably because you ate some of these foods, which is kind of awesome. Like Randy Radishes. Like, that's a character. That's not- <laughs> Randy the Radish. That's a VeggieTales porno. <laughs> Randy Radish. Uh, copyright pending. That's, uh, that's <laughs> Sorry, a great idea. No, I love it. So I was looking up things I like to eat for fancy holidays, like oysters. We we, yeah, we don't really celebrate a whole lot of super romancy, but we like to celebrate with food. So okay, one of my favorite things to eat on any holiday is lobster. I wonder if this is an aphrodisiac because like you hmm. feel fancy. I was like, let's look into some of the foods that I like to eat, not just the token aphrodisiacs. So I found some interesting information. Yeah. The lobster was the popper's food, the peasant food back in the day. It started as poor people food. Like crawdaddy style. Yes. Like it was just, it was bountiful on the East Coast. It was easy to catch and tons of it. And they just fed it to all the peasants. It wasn't like King's Bounty back then. Mm -mm. Uh, Also, oysters were like that. Those were originally peasant food. So it was like garbage food. Yes. Because there was so much of it, they didn't, like, turn their nose up at yeah, just, like, everybody feeding ate it. the Just workers. like it's, like, chicken. It's just as popular as normal, like, okay. chicken or pork is now. Before it got real high society, everybody was eating it. Well, once kings, high ups in politics and in city government decided that, well, we're going to take that for ourselves. We're going to tax it weirdly. We're going to make it so the elite can afford that. And it's no longer poor people's food. We've just decided on a whim. We just took it from you. We just took it from you. It's like if they made porridge popular and fancy. Now porridge is very expensive. Like, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. But part of the aphrodisiac of eating lobster is the luxury of it. So it's mental as well as an aphrodisiac because it makes you feel fancy. It's a symbol of luxury. You feel pampered. If it's expensive, it's exciting. You feel like you're treating yourself. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you could just eat lobster every single day and feel sexy, which is crazy to me to think about. (laughs) Do you think they felt sexy or do you feel like they threw it in a pot, put it in their mouths, and then moved on to their chores? They probably just ate it like we do shrimp. Okay. Like, it's just easy. I fucking love shrimp. I fucking love shrimp too, but I fucking love lobster but the history of lobster can be traced back to the greeks okay as far back as the greeks they believe the goddess of love aphrodite was born of the sea and all ocean creatures were her playthings in games of love Ooh, i just got goosebumps i love it i was like well that's why i like it it's goddess food spiny lobster and tropical waters is supposed to share attributes with the ones of maine they're supposed to have lots of different nutritional value that's similar both are potent aphrodisiacs shellfish in general are opulent aphrodisiacs okay so really any shellfish which explains a lot because a lot of seafood is deemed like fancy food when you go out to eat and you have like a surf and turf it's like a yes. filet and a bunch of fancy seafood if you go to like a really fancy steakhouse mm-hmm. there's always like scallops yeah exactly and my mouth Oysters just waters and i know oh man so what's an aphrodisiac for anybody that doesn't know what the hell i'm talking about it makes so. your blood flow to your groin loins <laughs> to your groin loins very true aphrodisiac is a substance that helps increase libido and sexual energy protein is helpful in boosting dopamine and norepinephrine which are chemicals in the brain produced to elevate sensitivity so lobster contains b12 and protein and promotes fertility 
sensitivity and regulates the sex hormone. Ooh. <laughs> That's why it's one of the very perfect aphrodisiac foods. There's a few other ones that I thought were very interesting, like figs. Oh, those. They look sexy also. No, they do. But then did you ever watch that episode of Sex in the City where the guy ate the fig at Charlotte? Mr. Pussy. No. Where he gave good head oh. and he was like known about New York. She tried to like turn it into a relationship and they're like, no, you ride the ride and you let him go. Like, right. He's not there for you to tame, but he ate a, a fig, fig like across the room and like looked at her. Oh, no, I and, didn't see that. And like looked her in the eye and like ate the fig. And then she saw fruit later and was like, oh, oh <laughs> poor Charlotte, me. you little prude. He's so cute to be so nasty. That's disgusting. I told you there'd be something. He's a legend. He's just amazing at eating pussy. Would you please just stop calling it that? Oh, fine. Going down, giving head. Eating out? Never understood that. Shouldn't it be eating it? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That's actually funny because one of the things on the list was Ooh. yams. Okay. Because Samantha ate yams on Sex and the City. For her hormones. Yes. When she was going through premenopause yeah. because it's supposed to give you a boost of false testosterone. So it's supposed to help level out your oh. stuff. Which testosterone for women helps with your sexy energy. So that's oh. very interesting. Saffron. Pretty cool. Also in the fancy category. Kind of sweet. It shows impressive evidence for saffron's effect on the sex drive. The aphrodisiac dates back to Cleopatra who reportedly bathed in saffron-infused milk for its aphrodisiac qualities. It helps increase sperm motility and decrease sexual side effects from taking certain antidepressants or medications. Okay. So, so it can counteract some of the bad stuff. If, if you... you're taking something because you're blue and then yeah. you realize, like, just your drive's not there, but, like, your willingness to live is up. Right. You just put some, like, saffron in your saffron tea, tea, maybe? Like or a in rice. Yeah. Ooh, saffron like rice saffron is rice. quite nice. I like that. I just kept picturing turmeric and then mm -hmm. Cleopatra coming out like orange. Yellow? Yeah. That's funny. Well, saffron is the little pistils from inside of the crocus. So it's just the little fine red fiber in the inside of the Ooh. flower. One in each flower. So think of how <gasps> That's many. That's why it's so expensive. Yeah. Because it's so it's like picked too. But they used to say that about pearls. Right. You know, pearls were such a hot commodity because they were farm individual. Yeah. Yes. And then you can farm them now. Yeah. But also you can grow it yourself. Okay. You can bet that I'm now looking into trying to grow. Are you going to have lilies? like a love garden? A saffron it's just garden? like sexy, sexy things? Garden? I have a lot of foods in the garden that are already sexy. Yeah. I didn't even know it. Like uh, hot chilies. Oh. That's one on the list too. Yeah. Capsaicin. Spicy, spicy yes. food. Get your um, blood pumping and it starts to release epinephrine and adrenaline. Increase your heart rate and release endorphins. In multiple publications where I read things, it says, do not rub chili pepper on your partner's body or genitals. <laughs> Like, duh, but okay, but also, but also please don't. Kids ate Tide Pods at a point, so valid. Point. You have to, you have to. Well, what, what's super funny is in another thing I read, it talked about olive oil. Oh, and you and can you, rub that on your parts. Well, people have been using it for sensual massage since Egyptian times. Oh, so olive oil is rich in antioxidants, helps the body run more efficiently, helps your skin glow. It does Lubes, a lot of things, yeah. and then also it's been used as lube for hundreds and thousands oh, of years. we use coconut oil now, I mean, right? As a society, not right? like you and I together. <laughs> you and I don't That's use That's a coconut. different podcast and it's not ours. No. Another interesting one is arugula. <gasps> okay. It's considered to be one of the oldest aphrodisiacs around and it's vital to sexual health. And it boosts hmm. male fertility and help block out environmental contaminants that wreak havoc on our libidos. Okay. That's very cool. I like arugula. I've been craving your savory Dutch babies. Ooh. And you put arugula on top and it gets like slightly wilty but still crunchy. I like that. Yeah. I feel like this is one you'll really like. Vanilla. Of course. I mm -hmm. put it on like a sultry little baby whore. Yeah. And, and that's what I've it says to do. I've been wearing it. Yeah. I've been <laughs> wearing it like that time. forever. It's like your personal pheromone because that's what you feel comfortable feeling Warm I want and to be comforted. a candy store slash pie. And even when I would run out of my body fantasies mm -hmm. vanilla spray, which is the go-to classic scent for my nose. I would put vanilla extract behind my ears and on my wrists. Ooh, that's And I used really to do smart. that in my 20s when I went on first dates and boys loved that I smelled you smell like, like cookies. cookies. Well, it says that cinnamon has the same effect also. Okay. In small quantities, cinnamon, yeah. it's that spicy, but it's sultry. 
Okay. And it Exotic. has an overwhelming calming effect mm. for most, okay. which it smells damn good. It has that homey comfort. Yeah. It's just a very familiar scent too. Ooh. So that's one that can be not necessarily like a real pheromone, but like tricks your brain chemistry like pheromones do. Where okay. you're like, I want this and I'm, I don't understand why I want this so bad. Do we now have a code that we're starting mm-hmm. when we want to feel sexy? We can just say cookies, snickerdoodle. <laughs> I like that idea. Well, there's a few other ones that are pretty common, like oysters. Everybody knows that falls in the same category. I hate oysters. Which I wish you I either like it or love them. There's it's, really no in between. Okay, for me, I feel like oysters are like when you cook the perfect scrambled egg, but mm-hmm. as you bite down, you realize, fuck, there's some shell in there, and oh. then you're paranoid the entire egg. Okay, so if you've had ones sand. where there's sand in it, yeah, right. So I you don't had a bad experience where it wasn't cleaned properly. It's and a it's texture gross. thing. It's Aww. being able to swallow that lump when my body wants to. I have my gag reflex yeah. is like not tight you know <laughs> like or maybe it is well a lot of folks well you could just swap it out with lobster then and i'll eat all the way i don't love lobster and crab as much as i feel like i should i feel mm. like it's hard to eat i'll eat like a lobster cake you right know? you don't like the labor intensive cracking things yeah, having through. to de-shell stuff right. crab legs things like that that's a lot of work it's more work than I feel like what I'm getting out of it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm a lazy, sexy bitch. <laughs> but you do love asparagus. I love asparagus, and I feel like that shouldn't be on the list. It is. Because Crazy. of the fragrant urination. Right. Your pee. Right. Well, garlic is also on here, but it's because of the vitamins they bring to the table, which okay. is vitamin E. It also says that uh, a lot of the vitamins in here, like potassium and things, are linked to sex hormone production, but the phallic shape does not hurt as far as asparagus goes and yeah. it's mentally subliminal message where you serve things that are phallic shaped which okay. is kind of interesting is eggplant on your list um eggplant is not <laughs> on the list uh one of the ones that's normal and everybody thinks about it is chocolate which is very true a lot of the other things are higher up on the list as far as what they do for your libido chocolate is like very cliche but it also has a higher percent of cacao your heart rate blood flow and everything okay better for sexy time and it's more of like the allure of strawberries and chocolate have like a seductive vibe because culturally that's just what it's been yeah also red wine is the same you're turning down your inhibitors a little bit and you're like "Mm," you're like loosening up a little bit and the reason red wine over any other kind of alcohol is better for libido is that it gets your blood pumping and that decreases inflammation. A lot of interesting things like almonds are on here, like walnuts, pomegranates, because they're just a sexy fruit. Yeah, but those are also for fertility. Watch out, you guys. You're going to get pregnant. Last that I found fascinating was avocados. Which was trending on toast for a while. Do you think avocado toast? Do you think we could timeline that with like birth rate versus trending time of avocado toast and see how many organic little organic little Trader Joe's babies that are born little Hawaiian babies. Oh, I like that a lot. But mainly it's because they contain high levels of folic acid, vitamin B9, which provides the body with more energy, B6, which increases testosterone production Mm. in men and women, which spikes your uh, sex drive. It's very interesting. So go go eat at Chipotle, even though it's like a million dollars to add uh, avocado. Do that for your Valentine. I don't know, man. Yeah, and you're left with beans. I mean, uh, they did say in a lot of different publications, there are some do not eat. Oh, is legumes on there for Um, the fats? Beans for the gas and the fats for the uncomfortability. Whipped cream is a big mega ultra aphrodisiac lie. The act of putting whipped cream is actually um, more uncomfortable than most people think of for foreplay. And dairy is a big fat no-no for your libido. So if you're going to load up on a ton of cheese, don't have a big vat of mac and cheese for your Valentine's thing. So fondue isn't actually a sexy food. It is a fondue. And it actually dairy can negatively affect estrogen and testosterone levels. Ooh, I think it just like coats that gut biome and yeah. it doesn't allow like other nutrients to yeah. and pop on in. To... Any of the things raised with synthetic hormones are a big fat no-no. So that's another okay. thing too. Isn't that weird? Processed food. Right? All the avocados, no cheese, guys. Just no cheese. for this holiday. Don't dip your beans in a yeah. vat of processed 
fondue. Well, on my historical list, mm. I do have a food item. Okay. And I would like to talk more about the history of chocolate because nice. it is so prevalent in this holiday, considering like we have conversation hearts. Mm-hmm. We have some other little candies that are thrown out in heart shaped for Valentine's yeah. Day. We somehow Easter backspilled in Valentine's right. Day is like pink and red All jelly the, beans. Yeah, like, exactly. Keep your jelly beans in your basket, yeah. Easter bunny. Hold on, jelly beans. Chocolate this is not your holiday. Reigns supreme. Do you want Absolutely. to hear why? I do. I love that chocolate is such a historical tradition. It is a highly prized food from the time of Mayan and Aztec culture. Mm. So that's where it is derived. The upper class elites of those societies were known to savor a drink that combined roasted cacao beans with cornmeal, vanilla, honey, and chilies. So there are those chilies again. Cacao beans were as valuable as gold and even used to pay taxes. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yes. And by the early 1600s, the Voyagers came over from Europe and brought chocolate back to the chocolate houses in London. It was like a coffee house social gathering is what they say, where they introduced chocolate drinks. Mm. It was told that the chocolate drink would cure and preserve the body of many diseases. There was an enormous chocolate consumption in France in the court of Versailles in 1671. And Louis IV drank it daily. Madame Duberry was said to use chocolate mixed with amber to stimulate her lovers. Mm. When Marie Antoinette got married in 1770, she brought her personal chocolate maker Shut up. Of course to Versailles. Mm-hmm. Oh and he was the chocolate maker to the queen. And he created recipes such as chocolate mixed with orchid bulb for strength chocolate with orange blossom to calm the nerves or chocolate with sweet almond milk to aid in digestion but was used trifold as medicine sounds delicious my mouth is watering oh i'm sorry i need to eat more chocolate tell it to my diabetes (laughs) okay i'm gonna interrupt my history with a diabetic tip For all y'all who are like, oh, sugar-free chocolate sounds like an awesome option. Less sugar. People always think it's great. Here's what they don't tell you on packages of sugar-free chocolate. In film, in movies, you see women in bathtubs eating a box of chocolate. They're eating not one, not two, maybe three. Maybe they eat the whole fucking box because they're luxury, right? The minute you eat more than one sugar-free chocolate, your body is then fighting a battle that you will not know about until you lay your head down for sleep i'm picturing what you're gonna say lots of this sugar-free chocolate includes chicory not all but some (laughs) chicory will also aid you in your digestion stimulating would you say stimulating all the farts That will build up in your body so painfully it will feel like you are a house made of nails. You will not relax and you will fart the most deadly painful farts you have ever had in your entire life for about 48 hours. This is so sexy. Oh my god. End of disclaimer. What about, does it give you the diarrheas? You bet your bottom it does. Oh. So let's just go with 75% or more dark cacao, you guys. 45 grams of sugar. That's a lot. But it's not as much as what you'll pay for it in the end if you devour more than one piece of sugar-free chocolates. Jesus, your intestines are just going to thank you for going the common route. Yes. So if you haven't already received and eaten your chocolates, or if you're buying on my favorite holiday, February 15th, discounted chocolate. That is the real Valentine's Steer Day. Steer clear. That is the real Valentine's Day. Thank you for that. Back to history. Okay. Valentine's Day and chocolate did not actually merge until much, much later. Queen Victoria, by the time she became queen, it was set into place that Valentine's Day was going to become, as they called it, a commercial bonanza. Oh. Victorians love showering their significant others with Cupid bedecked gifts and cards. Richard Cadbury. Oh, my favorite. <gasps> He's the son of the British family that created chocolate. And he was searching for a way to use the pure cocoa butter that was extracted from the process that the Cadburys had invented to make drinking chocolate. They called it chocolate wine. Chocolate so, wine. 
they made chocolate wine and in this chocolate liqueur process there was all this Extra. just glossy yeah. fatty output from the cocoa bean and he decided the solution was to take that rich excess mm-hmm. and combine it to make chocolates and then truffles so Whoa. fancy chocolates and this is again thing that was a cast off mm-hmm. the rich people were drinking this chocolate liqueur and all of this was just garbage Oh, I love garbage peasant food yes. so much. So they took that garbage and they turned oh. it into chocolate. And Richard Cadbury, he was the inventor of the heart-shaped box oh. that is sublime in notating anything Valentine's Day. And he adorned the boxes in Cupid and lace. And the boxes got so fancy at one point that only high society could now afford the black lace covered hearts that were dramatic and just fucking so Victorian. And that's why the boxes we see today have that like faux lace saran wrap Mm -hmm. over them almost. They don't do black as much anymore, but like the reds and the whites. That's a missed opportunity. I know, right? Black label chocolates. So he did this with the printing of the heart-shaped boxes and actual prints and illustrations of roses and florals had never been done before in like the food industry. So it was like a cross-pollination of all the things that were about love. And he did this in 1861. And when the chocolates had been eaten, the tins remained. So they weren't those cardboard baddies. They were like those cookie tins that you hate. Oh, the cookies love love for buttons. So they were sewing kits. It's not uncommon for Victorian era and beyond to have stashes of love letters (gasps) from when men went off to war or went out to sea for trade. And their heart tins where they received their first Valentine box from that lover. Oh, right. Just melt my cold dead heart. That's the cutest thing. And Cadbury is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of the tastiest chocolate. It's for every it holiday. It is my very favorite. It's so sweet in it's a creamy. specific way. It's got the strangest melt in your mouth feel. Mm-hmm. I will go a caramello anytime I find I one. love me a caramello. Right? That Cadbury chocolate the is oh. candy eggs yeah. from Easter time that mm-hmm. have that just the thinnest shell to break through, and then they're like delightful chocolate. We're mm-hmm. gonna be I know. so I'm starving be, after I'm this. I'm going to need chocolate. After We're this. just gonna dip our faces in a oh. chocolate fountain. And call it a facial. Done. Self-care. Perfect. (laughs) Antioxidants, right? Right. In 1907, chocolates were crazy, right? Mm -hmm. People love chocolates. They started doing a variety of different chocolates. So Milton Hershey Mm -hmm. came upon caramels caramels if you will and was covering chocolate caramels and then he made it into the shape that we know today as a kiss the hershey's kiss and it was because of a so-called smooching noise that noise on the tip of a chocolate ball creates the little top of the kiss oh i wonder if the little when the little machine was making the little yeah but instead it made a little that's That'd kind be of adorable. Fucking adorable. So they became mass produced. So they were affordable right. for the masses, from wealthy to the poor, all different. Not just poppers food anymore. Yes. Ugh. Everyone could enjoy a Hershey's kiss. You like how the wealthy steal the peasant food, make it fancy, and then somehow we have to like wait for it to become affordable again? <laughs> yeah. Rude. Yes. Ugh. Chocolate is one of the number one things on Valentine's Day to give or receive as a gift. Besides chocolate and flowers, which are tied, what is the number one thing that people ask for on Valentine's Day? Diamonds. Jewelry. Ooh. No, jewelry is only 10%. What? I feel like people are like, you love me. Give me a ring. Yeah. Yeah. 25% of people ask for a night out. So they oh, want to get yeah. dressed up, That's right? actually true. go to dinner, do yes. the whole thing. And as far as chocolate goes, you talked about some of the health benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate has many different reasons why people are in love with it. The first one being chocolate is said to be an aphrodisiac. It does contain a substance that inflames desire mm. and makes the beloved one more open to romance. So it is a stimulant. Again, you said it's because of the luxury. Mm -hmm. So they say it's a food for the gods. Eating chocolate makes you feel godlike and pampered and special. Mm -hmm. 
and again, this is from the Mayan Aztec mm-hmm. times of making chocolate for the gods, having it for the rich and drinking it for your body, taking the gods in. And Valentine's Day is the one time of year that chocolate is so celebrated mm-hmm. that people eat it in a way that is very luxurious. Very true. It feels like a treat. It's special. It mm-hmm. can be really fancy. Yeah. And you can get it in any format, whether a box of chocolates or a liquid form or a dipping form Mm. or on fruit. So it's very versatile and it has an emotional effect on people. So it has psychological and emotional positive effects. It is a way to initiate your own delight. Mm -hmm. So when someone gives you chocolate, you feel beloved, Mm -hmm. you feel well taken care of. When you give yourself chocolate, there's a weird thing that happens to the chemistry in your brain where it almost feels like you're being a little naughty. You're being, you're being a little powerful. You're taking it back. So what if you have sneaky chocolate in the candy drawer in your room? (laughs) Is that extra powerful candy, I bet? I think it's about what context you're eating the candy. Are you fucking depressed and sad and you're just mindlessly eating it while you're going through the ticky-tocky? No, it's special chocolate. Yeah. You're sneaking it it's and you're savoring candy. every tiny yes. little bite where you lay down mm-hmm. and think of the chocolate you just ate. That's luxury. It's secret truffles because like, I okay. don't, they're only mine. Yeah. Bitch, you got secret like, truffles? Yes, I have secret truffles. They're delicious. Shows how much you care for me as your sister and you're expressing your delight in this podcast because we don't have truffles in front of us. Oh, it's a valid um, point. A missed <laughs> opportunity. And they're not sugar-free and they will not kill your body you know from what? inside out. Fuck sugar-free. <laughs> Ultimate reason for eating chocolate that people like to use. And you can use this as an excuse if you feel like you are taking your New Year's resolution very seriously and you've been going to the gym <laughs> and you've been eating really healthy and Valentine's Day is just like a fuck you to Mm. your agenda of having a hot summer bod. Nice. Dark chocolate is said in the scientific and nutritional community to have elite health benefits. True story. It's got antioxidants. It helps with your blood flow. Circulation, y'all. Yes. And it's got flavonoids, which fight against free radicals in your body. So eating dark chocolate, consuming it in moderation, moderation, Mm -hmm. it leads to health benefits for you. See? So fucking get on that chocolate. If you're a non-Valentine's Day person, you have someone in your life who celebrates Valentine's Day and they say, what do you want for Valentine's Day? And you don't want anything. Do not tell them that. Say, I would like some dark chocolates. I agree. Pick your favorite candy joint in town and say you want chocolates from that place. Find a mom and pop shop that make very fancy little swirly chocolates and maybe they put them in a box of four and they're all special flavors for you. Mm. What would be four truffle flavors in your chocolate box? Shan. Oh, ready? Yes. Okay. Number one. Yes. Mars pan. Me too. Yeah. I like a hazelnut, but not the nut. The flavor. Like like the Fluffy floof, but with no nuts in it. Yes. With a nice milk chocolate shell. Okay. Dark chocolate side. Okay. I like a good milk chocolate center on a dark chocolate (gasps) shell. Oh, I like dark on dark. Yeah. Like just a ball of just melt my mouth schmooze. But I also love me anything that's like Bailey's-y or vanilla-y in a truffle form. Okay. Like an Irish cream Mm -hmm. or a creamy center. I like all creamy centers. Like that has to be the thing. Okay. I don't love the chunky fruit ones. I like the apricot truffle, but that one is unique to itself because yes. these candy rules. If it's just other people's truffles, I just like that four pack. Yeah. Always with the marzipan though. Yes. Marzipan is always a go-to. For me, I don't like nuts in my chocolate. Same I don't need little tree shrapnel getting in the way of that creaminess. I want it to be creamy and melty. I do love a chocolate covered cherry. Mm, that's right. That is your jam. I do love those. And then uh, I, I like coconutty things mm, mm-hmm. on occasion. I'm not a fan of like toffee or oh, no. hard caramels. No, thank you. Or anything like that. But I love the like foamy, like maple mm. flavor yes, insides. Or... The whipped inside where it, yes. just, it melts like it yes. is a chocolate. Caramels, I take a serious stance against caramels because if you're eating a thing of delicious melt-in-your-mouth truffles and then you get a caramel, it's just like jarring. It just yes. stops the enjoyment. Yeah. 
it's a visceral reaction. I you have. never know if it's going to yeah. be a soft caramel or if it's been cold in your car. Yeah. You're like surprised. Transport. That's painful. You get yeah. a brick. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Now I'm thinking about chocolate and all the chocolates that I would love mm-hmm. and where they're coming from. In Oregon, we have Moonstruck chocolate, mm. which is delicious. Oh And they sell things like cocoa bombs and things Mm -hmm. like that. So if actual chocolate, box of chocolate's not your jam, look for something chocolate just to satisfy you, whether it's like a hot cocoa or maybe a hot fudge on top of flourless chocolate cake, just a little portion. Or like a lava cake. Anything that's just gooey and chocolate. I want all the things just dipped in chocolate. Absolutely. I have a problem. It's a good problem to have. I like that. Thanks for learning about chocolate more in depth. I quite like that a lot. Um, do you want to learn just a little ditty about some fun things that happened to happen on February 14th? Yes. History? Just a okay. few. Just for funsies. Massacre? I mean, aside from the most the obvious <laughs> 1929 St. Valentine's Day Massacre. But that was like Jack Machine Gun McGum ordered to kill rival George Bugs Moran. Everybody knows about that one. So let's just put a pin yeah. in that one. That one's like played out. But what about penicillin, y'all? <gasps> because... <laughs> In 1929, Sir Alexander Fleming discovers penicillin. After leaving a plate of Staphylococcus bacteria uncovered, he noticed that the mold had fallen on the culture and killed many of the bacteria. Fun fact, I'm hella allergic to penicillin, so this helps me none, but that's kind of cool. Nice, valuable medical stuff. Yeah. Also, 1920, U.S. League of Women's Voters is founded by Carrie Chapman Catt in Chicago during the convention of the National American Woman Suffrage Association. So they didn't didn't get any bonus Jonas voting rights on that day, but they were like, yo, let's boss up and make a group. Okay, so that was like the original Galentine's Day. Yes! Oh Oh my God, I love that very much. Oregon becomes a state. On Valentine's Day, that's our birthday? Yeah. 1859, President James Buchanan's pen wrote in Oregon as the uh, official 33rd state in the Union. You know, just like two years before it would be like shredded by the Civil War. But no big deal. We became a state on Valentine's Day, which is cool. That's pretty exciting. I didn't know that. I should know. Shouldn't you know when your state was made? No, it doesn't matter. But if you live in Arizona, (laughs) you can piggyback on our birthday. It's fine. But you were 48th, y'all. On February 14th, Arizona became a state in 1912. Okay. Well, I like Just Arizona. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Like I mean, some Arizonians. Right. Yeah. Arizonans. Shout out Arizonans. I like that. Arizonians. Yeah. I think that's okay. Also, Jacqueline Kennedy, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, showed off the White House in 1962 and it was broadcast and everybody got to... <gasps> hear it it was a big virtual tour of the white house state rooms which she had recently refurbished Ooh, was very proud of it on the radio yeah it was a cbs newsman that did all this with her she displayed her knowledge of fine arts and she described the presidential mansion's historical portraits and traits she uh won an honorary emmy award for that <gasps> What the fuck? Right. I just got goosebumps. Isn't that in. cool? That's so cool. So in a time of radio, when people mm-hmm. weren't allowed to go in the White House, we have the ability to pretty much take a gander and go on tours mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think we take it for granted as Absolutely. a society how closed off things used to be before social media and advertising. When it wasn't all at our fingertips. Programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it was not readily available. And I like to think that's basically like the HGTV began. Yes. With that's the like the Martha Stewart. She was before it was classy first lady. I love that. And also a few interesting birthdays. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa was born on Valentine's Day, 1913. That's an interesting one. John Gotti. There was a lot of sports folk. If you're waiting for your sports icon's birthday, I don't I don't do sports, so I left those out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Florence Henderson. Nice. Teller from Penn and Teller. Simon Pegg, the actor. Rob Thomas. You know, a little Matchbox 20 little on the Matchbox 14th. Matchbox 20. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That's the list of people I cared about. So there's that. I like that. Right? So February 14th. And then our baby brother mm-hmm. was three days shy of being a little Cupid baby. But he looked like he Cupid looked like a cherub until about age four, right? With his long curls and, and diaper, his little diaper, just little bam bam. So happy late birthday to Adam, Adapum. Adam, you are growing older Amazing. every year. <laughs> You're still a little cherub to me, bud. You're still our little baby brother that looks like Cupid. So that was a nice encompassing splash of events. I'm into it. This is sampling. There's a lot of murder and a lot of catastrophic shit that happened on Valentine's Day. But I was like, you know what? Let's just try to focus on most of the positive. I like the positive. Right. And you know what we haven't even sniffed at yet? What? Florals. I smell it from here. Tell me about it. Okay. I'm excited about this I loved learning about it because for no reason (laughs) in time, people started a trend and I looked for the reason up and down. Can't find why they did it. There was no secrecy. In my mind, everything in history Mm -hmm. that has like secret coding or messages right. is for a reason because they're right. hiding from someone or tunneling through something escaping something right or they weren't break supposed to be doing something like people would ding dong ditch mayflowers and may baskets on mm-hmm. people's doorsteps i assumed it was probably something like that for valentine's day became a trend Hmm. And bitches love trends. Bitches love trends. And bitches love peonies and flowers and all the shit. You'll find out why. Okay. Okay. I love this. So in the Victorian era, flowers were used to send silent messages. Mm. So floriography. Shut up. Became a popular trend as floral illustrations became published to the masses for the first time. So books posters, magazines. All those botanicals I love. All They all came yeah. out. Those beautiful vintage illustrations, which is like my favorite Same. style. And they're very detailed, but they're, you know, a giant photo with all your different faves. I love it. The language of flowers, as it was called, was a code used to make bouquets that passed messages between lovers and suitors. Mm. Each flower was given its own meaning and they could be combined to create special messages. Okay, I'm here for this. This is like the Morse code of plants. Exactly. But I tried to find out like why why they so secret? Why they had to be so secret on their lovers? If you think about it, the Victorian era was full of people pushing boundaries and technology Mm. and industry and trying Trying to break out of the horse and carriage lifestyles. Yeah. And everyone wanted to be elite. Everyone wanted to wear fine 
fabrics. They were used to doing things in a certain way. And I think that the Victorian era really turned out to be lots of people who decided that they didn't want mm-hmm. class to stand in the way of their passion and their mm-hmm. love. Their res- they wanted to marry outside their county, maybe. Repress they- social norms. Yes. It's like breaking the boundaries. Yes. So okay. you're you're breaking the tradition of arranged marriages. Oof, yeah. Family handshakes, deeds to things being yeah. traded for daughters. daughters. Yeah, yeah. You know, all those things were the norm. Right. And then the Victorian era happened to where bodice ripper passion mm-hmm. became a thing. And maybe you just wanted to send some flowers down the way and let them know like, hey, I know I'm betrothed over here to oh, Elliot, yeah. but Samuel, you are my true love. Wait for me. Ooh. Wait, this isn't going to happen. <gasps> so this is like Victorian sexting. Yes. Ooh. Victorian sexting. I'm into this. So classes used flowers differently based on wealth. Okay. And they now had the ability to grow a variety of different plants from all different places due to trade routes Mm. and coal-powered greenhouses. Nice. So if you were wealthy, you could have a whole garden at your disposal. Yes. And no matter what the season, you could grow all kinds of different plants. That's the life. Whereas if you were poor folk, Mm -hmm. you could only afford or you could pick what was in your area in your climate. So you would have less words, but some of these flowers individually just had powerful meanings. Oh, I'm so into this. Mm-hmm. They go even further with the coating of the flowers, though. So okay. not just the poster and the flower. If a flower was handed with the right hand, it meant yes. While the left hand meant no. If presented upside down, the bouquet gave an opposite day sentiment. Mm, I hate your guts. Here's some flowers. Here's some red roses upside, upside down. down. Like that's mm. a lot of effort to be like, psych, you know, that's funny. Though. I like it. That's spiteful. In addition to the actual flowers, the ribbons added to the arrangement also had significance in color as well as if it was tied to the left or the right. Oh my God. So it had symbolism if tied to the left to the giver. However, if it was tied to the right, the message was about the gifty. This is complicated. I know. Like, well, you know, when you read a text and you're like, mm, I don't know what the tone was. Mm-hmm. This feels like that. Yes. Oh, it's so There's so many details in okay. it. So Nuance. we're going to play a little game here because okay. I have the language of flowers. Okay. Original Victorian chart. Holy shit. Okay. And it does have a variety <gasps> Of gorgeous illustrations on here, all in different vases. Ooh. Remember, you can also combine these right. to create your full story, but these are going to be individual to the flower, one message. Okay. And I'm going to have you guess what they could mean. All I know right. a few things. So this is like fun. I have I'm some excited. favorites. Okay. 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 So the Canterbury Bell, mm. which is a beautiful blue flower. What do you think the Canterbury Bell could mean? Let's see. Maybe like longing for someone or missing someone? No, this one's very just simple to the point. It means your message was received. Fuck off. <laughs> you sent me flowers, I send you flowers. You give me cookie, I give you cookie. Like, period. Yes. No, no thank you, no nothing, just noted, ma'am. You, you turned on your delivery status oh. on your phone and they saw that you got their message. Red. Canterbury <laughs> Bell. Well, that was... <laughs> Lackluster. I like the way they phrase this next one. Okay. It is a yellow marguerite. Mm. Yellow marguerite. Marquerite. And they look like that. Oh, like almost like... Like fluffy big daisies almost. Yeah, like asters. Yes. And the phrase, the way they phrase this is very cute. Look like yellow echinacea. So you receive a yellow... Okay. Big yellow flower. Right. And you're like, because it means what? Get well soon or somebody died. Even better. You start putting on your socks and your shoes and getting your makeup ready and tidying up the house. I would let... Oh, we're coming to visit you. Yes. Company's coming. Hide the roast. They phrased it as, I come soon. So either that or hey yo, you're getting a shower you didn't sign up for. Wow. At least they <laughs> warned you. Okay. Okay. I will have you guess one more, two more, okay. and then I'm just going to tell you a couple of them because they're very funny. A red carnation. That feels very simple. Mm-hmm. I like you. You're neat. Yeah. Even deeper. Love. Even deeper. I long for you. My Lust? heart aches Yikes. for you. Shit, dog. Carnation says that? passion. A wow. red carnation. Okay, all right. Wow, didn't think it had that much heat behind it. Right. right. Okay, all right. An apple blossom. Aw. That's really cute, right? 
Yeah. Because they're so cute. They're like little minis. They're so fleeting, Pink, too. white, and yellow. They don't last very long. No. They're on branches. They smell sweet. They smell sweet. An apple blossom flower says what to you? Maybe it's something reversey. I hate your guts. You're a worm. Yeah. Just like these apples yeah. have. No, it is. I prefer you before all. Oh, okay. Here, I wouldn't have guessed Right? That. You can no. see that you need the glossary. Absolutely. And then if you had just received apple blossoms, you'd right. be like, what the fuck? They're sending me apple blossoms. But then you're like, oh, they prefer me oh, above I'm all else. Oh, I'm the favorite. Well, yeah. this is no red carnation, but I mean, <laughs> come on. Well, they could combine oh. it oh, with snap. the red carnation with an aching heart. They prefer you above all. Oh. So I'm going to go through a couple of them. Red tulip is okay. declaring your love. Okay. Corn flowers are be gentle with me. Oh. Isn't that sweet? Daisy, I love you truly. That's sweet. White lilies mean your love is pure. Oh. Sending a poppy to someone means I'm not free. <gasps> a no thank you flower. No thank you. Nice. A pink flower just means yes. Mm. And a wild rose signifies both pleasure and pain. Yes. That's sexy. There are so many gorgeous flower options. This is just a few. Send a red fuchsia to a loved one if you'd like to tell them that you like their taste. Oh, like your classy broad. I like what you do. Yeah. No oh. biggie. Did yellow roses still mean friendship? Torian times, I don't even think that they were like Roses meant popular. true love. Roses are the number one love flower. But they were like... But they meant... So love. special. Yes. Yeah. And then different colors could mean a variety. Yeah. We learned all the, like the colors of the roses in like mm -hmm. sixth grade when we were like sending like valograms. You remember those? Yeah. Valogram. My favorite one out of all of these though, mm -hmm. I think is the iris. Ooh. And you know what iris means? No, tell you me. Know, what message do you think iris could mean? Ooh. It feels powerful. Yes. The message is, I send a message. Oh, shit. So. I'm really far off on all these. I'm you know shocked. what? It's That's amazing. It's crazy. Do you know what the worst flower to send anyone is? What's the stinkiest flower, I guess? <laughs> You're um, on the right track. Oh, dandelion? It is the carrion flower, also oh, known as a corpse flower, flower. or yeah. stinking flower. That's right. They emit an odor that smells like rotting Dead flesh. Yeah. So keep yeah. calm and carry on no no gross <laughs> think of the person that has to deliver that message i think Rude. it is gorgeous and then i have one last fun fact yes about valentine's day in general okay lay it on me actually i'm gonna pop quiz you oh okay how about that all right who do you think in this world valentine's I'm torn because I feel like it's got to be like a popular figurehead of some variety. I, I'm going to say Oprah. Oprah! I feel like, why not? Oprah would love that answer and then also love my answer. She would clap real hard. Okay. Because the answer is teachers. Oh, Teachers that's in so the true. world get the most Valentines oh. out of anybody ever. As they should. Yes. Absolutely. Well earned. Oh. Isn't that adorable? I love that very much. It's so cute. It's a cute little end to that. That's delightful. Do you remember when we were kids, you got had to make your own? <laughs> the hanging envelope. Yeah. Or like nowadays, I didn't realize that things were so crazy. They create like a love box where you build. Yes. It could be a giant creation, like some Minecraft weird shit nowadays. But we just had enormous pieces of construction paper that you cut two hearts and then you staple it all the way around the edges mm -hmm. and you leave the top part open. And it's just you put it on your desk your and then people do drive-bys with their Valentine's. Yeah. all day long and they could give you one or not give you one it wasn't a mandatory requirement to bring one for every kid which i feel like is a good lesson in life i feel like that yeah go back to that because you don't actually love everybody so that's fine no you don't choo -choo choose <laughs> you don't everyone in class not everybody's going to be your valentine right? little bumblebee on it oh well, my god i think a lot of the rules that are implemented for children today are all inclusive. The people creating the rules and the laws <laughs> yes. are the people that had the 80s and 90s trauma. Yes, exactly. And they're like, you know, I really didn't like when I didn't get any Valentine's. So we're just yeah. going to make it so the kids like either Everybody don't do it at all. Right. Or everyone in class gets, gets the, the same. same thing. Here's the list. Bring yeah. them for all or don't bring them for any. And anyone. I was, I, I really only had like five friends. So I really yeah. only ever got five Valentine's. So that was fine. Yeah. I just remember how the staples would catch on everything. That was a real Digging craft. your hand in into oh, that yeah. envelope to get the treats out. You, you get were like, staple ah, hand and you're like, it was worth it for this totally reason. Totally worth it. Yeah. And you're just sitting there 
eating chocolate in the corner of their yeah. face. You're like, heart-shaped sucker. Lame. I just wanted conversation hearts. One of my favorite activities, and Andrea, Dreamer Day Art on TikTok that we had on previously, has been bringing these to her channel, Mm -hmm. and it's all the classic stuff. But I loved when we were children, and basically you just, like, cut heart shapes, Mm -hmm. and then the teacher would, like, tell you how to, like, move the heart shapes around, and then suddenly, like, it's an elephant. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, it was just simple construction shapes of, like, pink, purple, and red, and white. Mm-hmm. And you pair them together and you could make a love bird or like a love pig or a puppy. Or- a puppy yeah, with I the ears those. and it's, it's so funny. cute how we could turn hearts and everything and crafting for Valentine's Day was one of my all time favorite things. We're also suckers for doilies though. Like, I, love I love me a lace. Doily. We like good doily. Well, this year I will celebrate with food this evening as I usually do. I sent out my Galentine's present because my group of ladies does a gift exchange thing for Christmas time, like Secret yeah. Santa, but we do secret Galentine's and we send That's out cute. thoughtful gifts with like little love bombs so that everybody feels loved no matter what kind of relationship status or situation they're in. It's just nice to get exactly what is comforting your soul for Valentine's thing. I love it. And sometimes people lose sight of the fact that Valentine's Day is so commercialized commercialized. that it becomes about how much you can spend on Mm -hmm. someone. You don't have to get crazy jewelry. You don't have to get really expensive food and chocolates, though... That's the number one thing you should be looking at if you're looking at spending money. But do it on the 15th, remember? Right? Lots of people do the lingerie route. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of pressure, too. But I feel like when you are in a relationship, you hit that lull fucking valentine's day doesn't matter as much yeah because it doesn't have to there's not the pressure there it's nice to get a little surprise yeah and that's super fun but getting someone something thoughtful or just remembering something they mentioned in passing Mm -hmm. and i made her a morse code bracelet That's cool. That has a secret message that only she knows what it is. So it's pretty cool. But it's like, use the little round beads and the straight beads. And I did a rose gold one with a little chain and it's got the little beads on it where it says a little thing. And people be like, oh, that's really pretty. And she'd be like, it says something really vulgar. Thank you for asking. So yeah, you you make your friend a bracelet that just says, fuck off or bitches unite or something crazy, you know? My favorite year round craft Mm -hmm. that people can do for Valentine's Day. Make one for your friend, fold it like an old school 90s note. If you need a tutorial, they are on the internet. Oh my God, the arrows. So it has a pull tab, y'all. But my favorite thing to do in like sixth through eighth grade and then again later in life Mm -hmm. is I make people word searches of themed words. So you can do it based on your relationship. You give them a word search. But then afterwards, when they're done finding all the words, the letters left over create a note. So picture you found all the words and the ones that aren't crossed out, you just go through them and write them down and you separate them into words. And then you have a secret message that took a little care and the whole time they're going, Oh, oh, this is totally us. Oh, that we went to this place. Oh, this and that. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it doesn't cost a lot of money, you guys. This was great. I'm so happy that this episode fell directly on this lovely holiday. So perfect. That we could kind of break it apart and rebuild it. And share the love in our own way. And put it on out there. I hope you guys have a wonderful Valentine's Day again. No matter what your status, love your fucking self, love the people around you, call family member, tell them you love them. Mm -hmm. The day is about love and it is about goddesses of passion and it is about fucking for spring and making new things. You know what? You don't want to make babies? Go make a craft and give it to your elderly neighbor (laughs) let's just spread some joy out there we are gonna go put some food in our mouths because we made ourselves very hungry talking about many things we don't have right now right and now that's all i want god tomorrow i'm just really looking forward to that discount chocolate oh my god i'm gonna eat a big fat steak and drink a glass of red wine and watch some of my favorite shows because that's what i love to do do something you love to do today yes check the mail for a love letter i don't know do something. I hope you all have secret love letters. I hope you send a secret letter. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, loves. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, Shannon, where can they find us on social media to follow and Ooh. interact? 
We would love for you to follow us on Instagram at no, you are that. Don't forget the no. It's a rebuttal. It is. And they can also find us on Facebook in a couple of places. Vaughn, where can they find us on Facebook? They just search you are that and oh, a page right. will come up and our group. You can join the group if you want to be socially interactive on the web or you can just like the page and get updates as our guests do come on. You'll be able to get a sneak peek of the yeah, things. Yeah. And you can support us with zero monies by liking and subscribing and there's lots of places to like and give feedback and review it sounds like most of the platforms are allowing that now huzzah so if you wouldn't mind doing that would really help us then we can organically kind of pop into other people's feeds and they can find us and follow us it just spreads the love yes five stars please delightful and tell us uh what you did for valentine's day in in your review that'd be awesome yes we want to know what aphrodisiac you stuffed in your gullet and how you fared yeah. If you wanted to support us with your doll hairs, you could support us by buying some of our merch mm-hmm. at youarethatmerch.com. We have right now some of our new love merch for your big hearts. Our teen bop section is up. We will be adding to that throughout the year. But right now there are pillows and warm, cozy blankets mm-hmm. to wrap your bodies in. So go online and get you some. You can also also support us on Patreon for as little as one doll hair a month and see behind the scenes things. We apologize in advance for the things that are coming because they are weird things and are silly. Weird. Things are getting weird. It's going to be real We're fun. We're very excited. And that is at patreon.com forward slash you are that. And we appreciate you. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a happy love holiday. We yeah. love you. We love you. We hope you love yourself. We hope you love this episode. And uh, we'll see you soon with an upcoming guest. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. Snickerdoodle. <laughs> I love this. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.